the relationship between athletes and cannabis has long been decried for its perceived negative association. Thankfully, that misconception is being reshaped as athletes are now experiencing a certain form of liberation, one which has inspired them to move from the shadows and serve as advocates for the medicine that they deem so vital. These stories are worthy of greater attention and will serve to help augment the discourse around medicinal cannabis. The cannabis culture and sport deserves to be celebrated, not maligned. And these conversations will move us in that direction. Welcome to Winning with Cannabis with your host, Bill Bronner. Greetings, listeners. This is your host of Winning with Cannabis, Bill Bronner. I am delighted to have a guest um, participate with us, Rodney Wallace. He might be someone, um, a name that you're familiar with for all uh, soccer fans, both fans of international soccer, specifically the World Cup, and uh, more regionally here in the U.S. with Major League Soccer. Um, Rodney has accomplished a great deal. His resume is sterling. And a story, um, which is still relatively unknown, is quite captivating, and I'm sure you'll um, you'll be delighted to hear it. Welcome to the show, Rodney. Uh, thank you, thank you for that introduction. Um, I'm glad to be on the show with you guys today, and um, excited to to have a great conversation. Indeed, it's nice to kind of take a pause from uh, the steady flow of harsh realities that surround us and dig into something that uh, that is interesting and it's a it's a lovely distraction I'm sure for both you and I. Um, oh no, yeah, it's again. nice. It's it's always nice. Something organic to talk about and you know, it's it's good for for us and it's good for people to to listen and hopefully learn something, you know. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, so speaking of which, I'd like to you know, if you don't mind kind of start at the beginning of your um, your your journey which is a kind of an emotional and spiritual one um, in so many ways. But it, it began, I guess, when you arrived here in the United States from Costa Rica with your family, when, if memory serves right, when you were about eight? I was like nine, ten. Yeah. Nine, close. ten. Yeah. And I, I imagine the driving force behind your parents emigrating to, you at, to the U.S. was to, you know, seek better economic opportunity yeah, um, yeah. I guess we could say that, right? I mean, uh, uh, my parents were always trying to provide us with the best, um, no matter the circumstances. So, you know, I have to thank them for all the sacrifices that they made. Um, we moved to the states because my mom got a, I guess, got a, a higher position in her in her job and so she had the opportunity to move to Washington DC and she took it and ever since then I mean everything else has I guess has flourished for for everybody in 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 the family so you know it was a it was a big change but at the same time we we knew as a family that it was something that was going to pay off I mean it you know at, at 10 at nine years old you are you know excited but at the same time you're leaving behind so many so many things that you're accustomed to but you're also excited for just a new opportunity a new way of life you know being able to go and live in, in the u.s seemed like probably the coolest thing uh, at the time but it was just sad leaving my friends and all that was it was it a pretty seamless transition for you i know at that age it can be delicate to kind of you know make a, a massive adjustment from leaving everything that's you know been familiar to something which is you know decidedly unfamiliar and, and very 
foreign to you in every sense of the word? Was that difficult? And, and I'm actually from DC and I know um, one of the nice. benefits of, of being in DC is that it is very much a melting pot and it does have a really strong international sphere and a, a large Hispanic and kind of thriving culture. So somebody tells yes. me that there was, there, was, there was some familiar kind of cultural ties. Yeah, I think um, at first it was, you know, obviously change can be can be hard. It can be um, emotional. And for my sister and I, my sister is six years older than me. So my sister was, I think, in her senior year of high school. So for her, it was really, really an emotional thing because she really was, she was so close to graduating with all her friends. And, and at that age, you know, you think that that's probably the most important thing in life, just to, just to be with, with your friends that you, you've known for a while. And, uh, you know, especially all the relationships you make in, in high school that at the time seemed so, so many meaningful. Um, she, she struggled with it for a while. I struggled as well. I think that I, I, I can recall myself just crying, you know, crying myself to sleep, literally just, just missing, just missing things and, and, and maybe not being able to grasp concept as, as, as fast as I, as I would in, in a place where I was comfortable. So, you know, being in an uncomfortable situation, uh, it was emotional. It was, it was something that we had to, a reality that we had to face, but the, the amazing part about it that was that my sister and I were very, we were very that connected us, you know, that we kind of, we, we connected over the fact that we, we had to, we had to be there for each other. And, uh, and, and literally like just be there, you know, when one of us is, is crying or, or missing Costa Rica or something like that, we would, you know, we would be there for, for each other's, you know, literally a shoulder to, to, to lean on. So it was cool to, to be able to go through that um, with my family and the love that we had uh, at home. So it was, it became easier, I would say. I can't help but think that at, at that age, you had you know, been steadily honing your uh, soccer skills and, you know, were continuing to kind of flourish and get noticed. And you were probably recognizing yourself that your talent maybe had exceeded that of your peers. And I'm sure that was a good source of confidence at a time when, um, you know, you were at, uh, you know, dealing with despair. I guess my, my question is, was soccer at that juncture of your life, Rodney, you know, just kind of a, a lovely distraction you could kind of plunge into and kind of forget everything when you hit the pitch and, um, you know, just kind of kind of almost sense of, you know, liberating yourself. It's uh, a sense of freedom you could kind of tap into. Do you feel that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you're spot on. I think being able to to be free and, and, and just play soccer wherever I could find a place to play soccer was an ultimate relief for me. And to this day, you know, at times I, I try to go back to, to those moments when I was a child and how the game made me feel and how, how big of a positive impact it made in my growing up so to for me to be able to to go play in recess was 
you know, was was great because that's what I that's when I felt comfortable. That's when I felt um, the most connection. And ultimately, that was where I was able to to communicate honestly. You know, when when I was playing because so many other kids took to that to the fact that yeah, I might have been uh, better than them, and you know, I'm from a different place, so it was cool to be able to to lead in that way and to have other other peers just um i guess gravitate towards that so for me it was going moving to to maryland cuz my mom worked in dc so we moved to maryland we couldn't find a proper team to to play on because like you said at, at that time i was starting to to flourish and to I began to to put myself in a in a more professional environment just because of where I was at that age and um, and it was hard to make that switch into the United States because we didn't know what the most competitive environment was going to be for me like where where do we find a team to go play you know is the level going to be the same so ultimately we found um, we found uh, a team the Potomac Cougars and you know it's quote unquote a travel team. So it was it was competitive and it was it was cool. I remember my first tryout, I went over there and it was raining. Um my mom and I couldn't find it. It was at the Robert Frost Middle School. We couldn't find it. And finally we got there. It was just muddy and I didn't have I didn't have cleats. I didn't bring my cleats. Uh, I don't know. I guess I only had like one pair of cleats and I didn't bring them. And and I had sneakers. So I went to the tryout and I was late and I was playing, but I was slipping all over the place. But, you know, I still felt comfortable because I was playing, uh, you know, I was doing what I love to do. So that the talent comes naturally when you're, when you're, when you're having fun and you're doing something that you're comfortable with. So that was pretty funny because, you know, I could see the guys were laughing. They were laughing at me um, because I was just slipping all over the place and it was, for them, it was funny that I was wearing sneakers um, in the in the muddiest in the on the muddiest day. But that also made me more comfortable. The fact that I was able to to joke joke around, and uh, you know, it wasn't like they were making fun of me. But I knew that um, I could laugh at myself as well. So it was a, a very welcoming um, a very welcoming situation for me. And then. It, I think next week I tried out again. I got called back again, and then from there it was it was history. So I, I still, to this day, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of those guys. I have really really deep connections with with those guys. They're the first ones to really um, embrace me. That's great, and I bet that uh, meant a world to you to to have that acceptance and start to develop a chemistry with a group that was you know outside of school, outside of your family, just a you know, uh, almost um, like a, 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 not to be overly sentimental, kind it's of like a, a circle, circle of brothers um, yeah, exactly. that you could that you could depend on, and and them likewise on you. I'm sure that uh, helped propel you forward as a young man. We're gonna take a, a real brief commercial break, and then we're gonna um, fast forward into uh, the latter parts of your professional career. Our advertisers are winners. Please check them out during this brief timeout. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? 
Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. And I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hem Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. We're back on the field of play with more Winning with Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. So, Ronnie, I want to pick right up where we left off and um, understand your your uh, career with uh, the Potomac Club team helped to kind of catapult you, at least in terms of um, getting a certain level of recognition by University of Maryland, which I know being a kind of a, a quasi-local in the Maryland area is uh, kind of a, a really top flight team, which has won multiple national championships. And uh, so what was your experience like there briefly? Because that, I mean, from what I gather, is, is, you know, quite a competitive division and, um, you know, probably allowed you to undergo a, a great deal of growth. Are you speaking of University of Maryland? Yeah. Yeah. So growing up in Maryland, um, our club team would take us to um, University of Maryland soccer games. They would take us to um, professional games like DC United. And those are the those are our hometown our hometown teams, and I was just put in that environment to be. I was I was so blessed to be able to go and watch these guys play, and you know, I, I, I after a while I started to understand the concept of college and and, and what it meant to be on a college program. Um, as you get older, you start to to put yourself put yourself in situations that you you feel like you can you can thrive in 
And from a very young age, I knew that I wanted to to be one of those guys on the field and have, you know, I, I wanted that same experience because I could just see them. They seem so, they obviously seem so old to me, um, but it was the closest thing to, to a professional environment. And I was just uh, amazed about how, you know, the facilities and how the, 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 the shape, the field was, was perfect. Um, there were a lot of fans and I'm like, whoa, this is, this is just, this is just college. You know what I mean? So then I learned that those guys transition into the professional ranks. So then I would go watch DC United games and I'd be like, whoa, you know, this is, it's so close to me. This is so close. Like I'm right, I'm right, I'm right here. You know, I'm, I'm a ball boy for at the University of Maryland games or um, I'm getting autographs from, from the pros. I'm waiting for them on the, at the parking lot to, to get their autographs or, or whatever I could get, you know what I mean? And uh, it's fun, funny enough, uh, Ben Olsen and Chris Albright, they were, they would come to our practices. I think I was like 13 or something like that. They would come to our practices and, and, and volunteer and, and literally, you know, you're like, whoa, you know, we got these DC United guys here training with us and all this stuff. And long story short, I when I went to play for DC United, I got drafted the number six pick. Um, ben Olsen became was my teammate. So um, that's how quickly things can happen. And I try to tell these kids every day whenever I get a chance to speak to them, like, you know, you're 14. You, you could be a professional in two years. You could be a pro you know, next year at 15 nowadays, you know, you can, you really have to, if, if you're about that life and you want to be a professional, it's, it's close. It's right there. If you, if you really want it, you don't have to wait until you're, um, until you, you don't, you don't have to say until I'm older, like the opportunity will present itself depending on how much work you, you put in and how, how far you're, you're willing to expand your talent. So when the opportunity came about to to pick a school, I was I was blessed to have opportunities and choices, and ultimately I didn't want to to go anywhere else but University of Maryland just because that's what I that's what I knew, and to me that was the best program in the country, which it was, it might still be, you know. So I had uh, I went to visit once with my dad. And after the visit, I was like, all right, well, cool. I'm going to commit here. This is where I want to go. <laughs> so that was that. I, I'm, I'm curious to ask, because this is relevant to your kind of uh, your college experience and one that I'm sure is uh, common for, for many, certainly myself included. Uh, did you start to interact with cannabis in a kind of a more routine way? I know that you probably had dabbled as a youth, like you know many of us, but at that stage in your life, had it become um, something that was kind of central to your existence or was it still kind of peripheral and, you know, just kind of used it recreationally when you weren't training and um, kind of weren't focusing on studies? What was your relationship like with cannabis during that period of your life? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we smoked a lot of weed in college, I think, um, more than obviously we're but we weren't even allowed to. It's still, you know, it's still not, not something you can do in, in in school. You know, just I think just now the NFL has has gotten rid of of, of marijuana being a banned substance. So 
think about it that way, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We we had to obviously sneak around and, and smoke. We could we obviously smoke in our apartments on one night, but but it wasn't a thing where it was like, oh man, like it wasn't an everyday thing. It was just uh, it was very. It was, you know, it, there, you had periods of time, obviously, too. We were getting tested. I think we we, we got tested during the year. And so you obviously didn't want How to did you, I, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you. How did you avoid detection? Because I know that can be, be challenging just given um, the, the nature of, of cannabinoids and how they stay in, you know, one's fat tissues for, you know, up to yeah. three to four weeks. I can imagine that being tricky to to dodge. Did you, uh, well, we, I guess, were, were you pretty creative or? I think we were aware of, or me, myself. I don't know why I'm saying we. Um, you just, you know, you, you gain knowledge on your metabolism and your body and how long it can stay in your system as a comparison to a person that doesn't play sports at all. And it's just sitting in their, in the dorm room um, smoking. Um, for us, it just left our system faster just because we're out there running 12 miles um, a day in training, you know what I mean? So, or four miles a day, you know? So um, it wasn't, it was one of those things where we knew how long it could stay in our system. And if a test did, did occur, um, players knew how to, I, they knew how to dodge that. Um, luckily for me, you know, I would stop periodically. So whenever I would get tested, then I had another window of uh, of being quote unquote free. So I could I could use cannabis in the in that in that window. So you just gotta you know you get creative, I guess, you, you, in your own ways, and you think you're it's it's a thought of outsmarting the system or whatever. But um, it wasn't. For me, I never, I never had a, a positive test or anything like that. But professionally that was, too, or just as an amateur? No, I, I mean both. I'm, I never, I never tested positive for, for anything. So, um, that's that's a. It's kind of a, a great thing. Indeed, um, and, and the fact that that it's being tested, I think we could, many people, myself included, can make some convincing arguments is completely unnecessary. <clears throat> given the, its medicinal value. But I want to fast track to your uh, professional career and your relationship with cannabis and how you advanced with it. And I'm deeply curious as to kind of what your general opinion was about um, cannabis use across the league. Um, and just, you know, you can make some sweeping generalizations. I imagine that it was just as common as it is in, in so many other professional sports or did you feel um, like it was perhaps more popular um, than you might have imagined just given, you know, your peers across uh, different teams? What's your kind of general opinion on that? I think, obviously, I would I would say that it, it has to be a substance that, that shouldn't be banned. Some people, it can really save some people's... Uh, I mean, it saves people's lives in general, but for from an athlete perspective, example, for example, for me personally, um, I think that if I was allowed to to consume cannabis, if I would have been allowed to do that, um, it would have saved me. Um, 
it would have saved me a, a lot of trouble in regards to uh, to pain medications and and things like that. So I think that a reason for my struggle at, 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 a, at a point in my life with uh, prescription medication came from came from from that you know you I have I had surgery on my leg my knee my hips or no well at the time it was my leg and and uh, I broke my leg and then I had an ACL so you know you get prescription medication for that and then now you know you sometimes you know I I've depended on it after after a short while and then I, I had extra and then I always had access to them so it just, just became a thing where I I always had them. So I had no problem taking them. And at times I would be like, nah, I gotta like shake this off. So I would just try strictly just cannabis. So, you know, it, it's just a it was a cycle that just repeated itself in a in a negative way. And I just wish that it was something that was that was that was legal. So then it avoids that trouble, just like what C B D is is doing now. Um you know, CBD is is a big step towards towards that, and and for players to have something that's natural and healing, doing the same things that that these painkillers are doing, if not even better, obviously, just because there's there are really no there's no damage that CBD can do. There's there's no damage that um there's nothing that can harm you. I think it's so much better to to have that opportunity and 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 that window instead of relying on on things that you may not want to rely on. You have a, a quote um, that I read recently that resonated with me, and I'm sure many of our listeners was as follows. Okay, I hate the feeling of being injured, and I don't want to deal with it. So what do I do? I take whatever's going to make me right, whatever makes me think I'm feeling better, and we take in more than you're supposed to. Um, when you make that statement, I can't help but think you're probably referring to both uh, the painkilling addiction medicine that was you know, imposed upon you and so many other athletes, coupled with the cannabis that you were often using, I'm sure, at the time to mask the emotional pain of being subjected to uh, this grotesque use of painkilling medicine, which clearly um, you wanted to reject but just by um, you know the consequence of, of being a player and being fearful of losing your position and um, exactly. having the ability to compete, you develop a dependency for. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a really it's a really ugly cycle, and um, I'd, I'd hate to transition real quickly after mentioning that. But we have a, a quick commercial break, and I want to turn it over to you and, and dig a little bit deeper into uh, that sort of thinking. Our advertisers are winners. Please check them out during this brief timeout. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. All 
let the marijuana llama tell you something now about a game for your phone gonna make you say wow the game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash grow the seeds sell the bud put the savings in the stash little by little your empire grows large put the big celebrities inside your entourage you can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill Willie Nelson with Khalifa with a bong the name of the game is him pink that's the point download and play while you like yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today Marijuana Llama out Got to tend to me on crops, you know Money don't make itself Hemp Inc. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential I'm your host, Dr. Dina We've got David Faustino on the line Bud Bundy from Married with Children did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. We're back on the field of play with more Winning with Cannabis. Only on CannabisRadio.com. So, Rodney, you had mentioned earlier, um, and I had identified kind of this, quote-unquote, kind of dark and vicious cycle that you had been inserted in and had caused you to kind of self-medicate for pain with, you know, an excess use of painkillers and, you know, coupled with that, an excess use of of cannabis. Um I guess my, my question to you is similar to one that I posed before. Was your case somewhat extraordinary or do you think your experience was somewhat of a, uh, a a more pervasive one, not only just throughout professional sports in general, which I think it is, but in the sport of soccer here um, in the U.S. and perhaps even internationally, because I know you've had the ability to play in the international realm as well. What, what, what's, your, what's your take on that? Well, so like we had spoken just a, like a, a minute ago um it is it's an it's a pretty ugly cycle but it's due to it, your own pressures that or your own circumstances that you're you're dealing with you know and like you said um being being afraid to lose your spot because you know let's say you 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 strain your your ankle you know you're out let's say you're out three weeks now what are you, what are you you're supposed to try to catch up to to come back um as soon as possible and if you're a, a player that you're relied that you know a regular player a player that's used regularly you know the, a player that the team is relying on then the coach is going to to keep asking the trainer when is he ready when is he ready and then the trainer is going to try to do whatever is possible to get this player ready if he doesn't have the best interest at hand so that's basically at times what would happen to me is just like the, the, the rush of, of trying to get back and, and, you know, I'll do anything to, to try to, to try to do that. So if I'm, if I'm taking these painkillers and I can't feel anything, um, more power to them. So that's how, that's how it kind of went. But, mm-hmm. you know, in an international stage and, and all of that, I mean, being able to, to get to such a high level while, you know, dealing with these things, it was more fuel to the fire that I was able to, quote unquote in my in my mind control it or or I was good at it, you know? Like mm-hmm. I was better. I was better that way. 
it's so stupid, you know, you're, you're thinking because you're not thinking correctly. You're just thinking about one thing and one thing only. And that's like the competitive edge. And, you know, you, you know, right from wrong. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm doing right by, by playing and, and winning and, you know, all this stuff. But at the same time, you're living such a miserable life inside because you are controlled by, by, by substances, for example, you know, and mm -hmm. recreationally just you get home and from a game and you're exhausted and you can't sleep because you're still, your adrenaline's still, you know, still, still running. And, you know, you, you, you have to take, uh, you have to take, um, Ambien, for example, I was big on Ambien. I loved Ambien to fall asleep just because I could not get proper rest after the game. Instead mm -hmm. of me staying up to three in the morning, I would try to take the ambience as soon as possible so I could get some rest. But, you know, then you start to use them um, for different reasons. And now you're depending on on the, on the ambient to, to sleep. And then in the morning you wake up and then if you're in pain, then now you're taking uh, Toterols or, or something to mask that pain. And then, you try to find some sort of balance, but it's a negative balance. But go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say it. And I know full well that, you know, this vicious cycle devolved to a point where, you know, things just spiraled out of control. Um, and, you know, it was almost like a house of cards that eventually was just going to fold and ultimately led you into rehab, which Rodney deserved. Um, tons of credit for doing, and I'm sure your family was extremely supportive and were, you know, blatantly aware of kind of the horrors that you were wrestling with, and you went to go kind of rediscover life and were able to do just that. So I praise you um, in a very sincere way for combating those demons and putting them to sleep, um, dare I say, permanently. And through that, you underwent what can best be described as, as an awakening, one that um, it seems as though your wife, Haley, deserves loads of credit for in terms of her yeah. being a portal into a completely different world. And so I want to kind of quickly lay the groundwork for your launching of Rewind and the CBD um, product line that you have created and the inspiration for it. I know I just kind of... Um, you know, shed some light on a lot of that. But if you don't mind with the limited time that we have left okay. to discuss a little bit how that journey ended up and you, quote unquote, saw the light and how you're, you know, living life on on your terms now in a, you know, happy and free way. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I want to use my story to to inspire others just because I know what, it, what wonders rehab did for me and obviously it led me to this moment and to be in this conversation with you. But uh, rewind. So I went to rehab and it was the best place that I could have ever went to. I actually wanted to stay longer, but at the same time I had to, I had to get a contract because I had just gotten out of a, a contract in Brazil. So now I, I was trying to come back to the States just because I wanted to feel comfortable again. Um, so I went to New York city, uh, New York city SC and I had a pretty, I had a pretty successful year. Um, in 2017, but I was starting to feel uh, really bad aches on my hips, and it just developed game towards the, like the end of the season, and I just couldn't, you know, after after games, I just couldn't walk, and uh, I was just limping everywhere, and then I'd have to prepare for the next day, 
So my body was just taking a lot of stress and I, we tried to figure out what, it, what was wrong. And then um, we turned to CBD. Haley brought home CBD in 2017. And I was like, what is this? She was like, um, CBD is supposed to be natural from the hemp plant or whatever. Just try it. And I was like, uh, you know, is it going to affect me in, in the test or whatever? And she was like, no, it's supposed to be like 0.3 or whatever. So I took a risk just because I wanted something to make me feel better and it was natural. So I did it and it was, it worked for me. It worked, it did wonders. So then that's when um, the idea of us making our own came about, but we wanted to make something that was completely pure and we knew what was in it um, in order for, for players. Cause it was, it was the thought of, you know, I want to give something back to, to the players that's going to make him feel as good as I feel. But without the without the troubles of, of failing a drug test or or, or having um, substances that are going to harm their bodies, you know, I wanted the best for the best, and that's what we ultimately um, uh, came up with. And that's the that was the birth of Rewind, just making something that was going to benefit uh, athletes and and people in general, to and it was going to hold them to the highest standards. So. It was cool. The the fact that we we were doing this from 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 our family to to other families in order to help them. Um, maybe some people have gone through what we've gone through, or maybe some people just want to feel better and and continue their wellness journey. Well, we've we've designed a, a regimen here at Rewind by Rodney Wallace, and uh, it's like a it's like a daily routine. Uh, you know, from day to from night to, to day, day to night, um, you know, we have, we have, uh, products that, for example, if you, you know, we have melatonin and, and CBD just so you get proper rest. And then when you wake up in the morning, you know, we have, uh, we have mint, uh, mint oils. We have, we have an orange flavored oil and they have different, uh, they serve different functions. So I would say, the orange is something that I would take in the in the morning to give me a a good, I guess a good boost, a proper a proper boost and a and a good vibe essentially, and uh, an overall feeling of of comfort. And then throughout the day, I could you know possibly take a gummy um, to just keep me in in my zone. And you know we develop lotions and and lavender soft for when you know you want to take care of your injuries or your aches topically so we're basically attacking all areas of um of your of your mind and body and your whole family in general including the the dog shoes and all that so it's awesome to have something that's going to take care of anxiety, performance, uh, sleeping, depression, you know, the aches and pains in the body, arthritis. Um, all of that is just being controlled by, 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 by Rewind, which is what we wanted to develop just because I'm so used to having um, a, a regimen, a strict, a strict uh, regimen that I, that I follow since, you know, since I've been, playing uh soccer not professionally not just professionally so you know i've always been uh you know wake up at this time if you we don't work out then you know eat this and that so i wanted to make something that was similar to that but uh, more beneficial to the body and mind 
That's awesome. I, I applaud your efforts. It sounds like a brand that represents um, everything that you've come to embody. So um, exactly. happy for you. And it's also worth underscoring on a side note that, you know, Dan, uh, I'm sorry, Don Garber mentioned just a few weeks ago that due to the, uh, I think it's probably large, largely due to this and other types of economic pressures, but due to the $1, million, $1 billion revenue loss in the league, that he started to embrace uh, commercial opportunities with CBD companies um, mm-hmm. to help recoup a loss of that money. So uh, let me suggest if you haven't already, that you reach out to the powers that be yeah. and uh, let Rewind be a, at the forefront of those types of commercial opportunities going forward. It seems like you probably have a good foot in the door already. Yeah, no, a lot of players and, and, and teams are, are using it and you know it, it works. So whenever I hear stories or, or comments from players or even from, from people, like it helped me, my, my uncle had my grandma or a player saying, bro, this kept me, this kept me playing for 90 minutes. Those are all things that, that we want to, that we care about. And those are basically our wins now. So yeah, we're looking into all of that, right? Obviously it's about growth and organic growth and how to navigate all of that. And that's all, you know, things that are new as well. So it's, it's good to, to, to have this this opportunity that we are having, just being six months old, uh, you know, we've, we've grown we've grown rapidly. So um, we're trying to to continue to make a steady a steady growth without uh, basically derailing or or just you know just selling ourselves to something else. I think it's the best part about this is that it's it's coming from from our best intentions. So we want to keep it that way. That's great. And that uh, rings very clearly in my ears, I'm sure everyone else's. So thanks so much for joining our program. Really appreciate all of your input um, and and being um, just as genuine as I anticipated you being. So thanks, Rodney. I appreciate you. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.